0: Hi, my name's Steve Garcia. What's your name?
1: (laughs) You may have been at the bottom. You may be at the bottom. You may be going through a cipher of hell. Whatever you're going through, now it's time to refocus. Yeah, buddies. Got another episode for you today. It's a fun one went on location to Steve Garcia's dive bar called The Elwood in Chula Vista, California. Uh, Right now you're hearing Eden and myself sitting at the piano playing some ditties, Uh, but uh, that's just going to be for the background for this intro. And just a little bit about the episode, you will hear some background noise since we were on location. We were in the middle of the dive bar talking just for the first part. Then we decided to go back into the office so we could hear each other a little bit better. Uh, So you will hear some music playing in the background from the jukebox, and we just got into it, we got into everything. So without any further ado, here's this episode of The Family Cast, Food and Music is Life. Yes, here's me and Steve Garcia. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. With El Uno, El Único, El Shamps, Steve Garcia, 3 Punk Ales, and many, many more businesses. Buenas tardes, how are you? Joshua Poshua, thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah, you know, it's fun. I, I thought I'd come to one of your many businesses and, you know, chew the fat a little bit. Actually, where are we? What is this one? We're located at
0: the southern point of Broadway Avenue here in Chula Vista. This uh, dive bar is called the Elwood. Uh operated by my partner and myself matt we've had it for about three years this april and this is a little baby of ours man we enjoy this one this one is it was a little passion our little passion project we were like hey man there's a bar up for sale here in, in chula Vista. you want to go in on it we what year 2018 oh, okay so that happened in march and april 1st we closed the deal and we took it over once upon a time this place was called the lion's den and uh we came in here and sat down, had some drinks, looked around. There was a lot of uh, wood paneling all around the, the, the building. So I was just sitting down. It's like, fuck, man, there's beachy wood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just sprung the name Elwood. Oh. So there we are at the Elwood.
1: Oh, you, na- okay. <laughs> El- you named it The Wood. The Wood. That wood. it. <laughs> that, that, rings, that rings true for me, too. Which sometimes people call us The Wood, you know, called the band The Wood. Yeah, man. So open the Elwood and. 2018 2018 april 1st but but it ain't no joke but let's go back let's go back what also we're gonna talk about chula vista here so yeah we're gonna shed some light on chula vista the beautiful view and what are they what's the beautiful view
0: of well here in chula vista man it's it's one of those cities where you get a little everything (sighs) it's there's beachfront there's a mountain. There's there's desert. There's everything man. If you yeah, look at the huge. tattoo, it's huge if, that tattoo. If you look at the logo <laughs> a logo of Chula Vista I mean, it's it's sun over sea mm-hmm. and with the mountains in the background and that's exactly
1: what it is so, I mean, it's a beautiful view anywhere you are. In Chula, are you crying so. right now? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> emotional. I, love I love it. So so tried and true loyal to the soil believe it He opens a business two blocks from his house. Yeah, yeah and what's the so the first business Three Punk Ales. Three Punk Ales, uh, located here in Chula Vista as well, in the heart. What year was that open? Uh,
0: the initial project was open two thousand and fourteen. Mm. Uh, you know, home brewers, bunch of friends, three three of us total. Uh, we all independently home brewed, and then United Forces came together, started brewing together, built a business plan, created a model. You know, um, seek out opportunities. Every every home brewer's dream is like.
1: I want to open my own spot.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to have my own brewery. Every chef, you know, I want to have my own brick and mortar. Right. right. Or I want to have a food truck. So, I mean, just like everything, everyone else, we fell into that fucking trap of like, oh, one day this will be my. <laughs> Is it a trap? I, I think so, because it's not as <laughs> glorious. And and, and um, they made it seem that million dollar checks are getting handed out to anybody who opened a brewery. You know,
1: in San Diego, yeah. I mean,
0: and and if you're getting in for money, I'm going to tell you right now, don't do it. You know, beer is a labor of love and passion. Yeah. You don't get into it to make a quick buck. Uh, On the flip side, you're going to realize that it's going to take a lot of money to get your project up and running. So that was us in 2014, 2015. We established out uh, in East County. We linked up with a a, a brewer, um, Ray Knight, who had a brewery by the name of. What was Butcher? it butchers, thank you, butchers, and then he later parlayed that name into the finest maid. Hung out there, uh, learned the ropes. You know, we we, we cut our teeth on, on, the, on the old system. If any of you are familiar with that brewery, it's old school system using like dairy tanks and stuff. It's like brewing the old school way, hardcore brewing. We learned there, mm-hmm. refined some recipes, created some new ones. Uh, our tenure, our little contract agreement, ended there in 2015, and. Okay. I was at that time working still in banking and financing and just had a kid and just going through that, that fork in the road that dudes come. Well, I'm sure everybody, but me being the guy, that's the only reference, the point of reference I have is like, I'm a dad now. I have a cubicle job and maintains and provides for my family, but I don't want to get stuck here. Mm. At this point, I was like 15 years into this like career ca- accounting and finance, you know, everything like banking. Um, I was tired, bro. I was burnt out. Yeah. And uh, I remember mm-hmm. my my wifey, she brought our, our youngest at that time. He um, was like maybe six months, brought him to my office to visit. And I was like, nah, I can't have this shit anymore. Like, <laughs> I know. Cause you know, you go in early. You go in yeah. like at eight you don't come home till like seven. The bulk of your day, you, you you miss. So 2015, we moved back to our house here in Chula Vista. Right? We lived on the east side, but now we came back to the west side, which is three blocks from where Three Bungales was gonna be mm-hmm. created. I was walking the street, Going up and down Third Avenue, like, oh man, I gotta find, I gotta find a spot for our brewery. You know, it, it did well in East County. We we created accounts. We started distributing uh, kegs and moving mm-hmm. our product. Mm-hmm. Our agreement didn't allow us to have a tasting room in East County, so legitimately, just kind of like building our foundation, kind of like a band. You know, you're out there, you're flying, yeah. you're getting your demo out, you're pushing it, getting raising like brand awareness. That's what we did, it man. This whole project, we've approached it street team mentality, punk rock.
1: Yeah. Well, so going back though, what's the Where is in relation to say downtown San Diego is East County and where is Chula Vista? Chula Vista is located here on the South side of
0: San Diego. We're legitimately like five miles from the border. So we're about five miles away from Mexico, um, East County from Chula Vista is like a 25 minute drive, you know, and I hated that. So that's far from home. Yeah. I hated going over there. Um, and in our business model and our business plan rather, I remember looking at it and it says now looking back and it says, year two, moved to Chula Vista, specifically Third Avenue. So it's funny, like all of those things, we just nice. kind of like implemented it in the business business plan and everything got pushed up a lot faster. Mm-hmm. You know, when we came to Chula Vista, found the spot on Third Avenue, was walking down the street and I came across that spot and the city manager was there, Scott Donaghy, he's like, hey man, heard you're looking for a spot for your brewer. And I was like, yeah, well, what about this? And yeah, I fucking fell in love with it, mm-hmm. showed it to uh, my partner, uh, went over with our investors, to Twenty One. here we are, we're getting close to four years operation on 3rd Avenue. that's though. awesome.
1: That's awesome when other breweries are, you know, yeah, I don't know, maybe, it doesn't seem as as successful as, you know, the 3 Punk Ales empire.
2: Right, Bro, it's, it's...
1: Because it's, of the, the yeah. maybe this last year or whatever, but, good model, good pivots. But let's go back. Further! You were in a band. Uh-huh. So, you, you know, San Diego music scene. Huge. Punk bar, rock.
0: Huge in our era.
1: Gonna go full-time career. Yeah. But then, you know, wife and kids, maybe, yeah. or some, you know, what's how do you parlay the punk rock music career, or you know, everything that you were doing with with, you know, the band. Also, your titles are all similar from Pretty the much. band to the brewery. So, yeah. how do you parlay that 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 punk rock ethic or ethos or any DIY spirit into going from into banking and <laughs> then going from banking into, you know, home brewing to commercial brewing and it was full successful. circle bro
0: yeah. i mean i was in a band growing up well everybody was in san diego at one point <laughs> or another you know i mean very few guilty was, <laughs> very few of us reached the uh acclaimed title of dogwood hey, and such. you hey. know long time listener first time caller big fan <laughs> right here um but yeah i mean we grew up here in chula Vista, south san diego border town and we had some support you know it was cool it was, the name was three-piece scandal and we, we, we played all, every weekend. We had shows. Mm-hmm. We played just Java, yeah. Soma, Epicenter, uh, the library. There, yeah, there was a, there were a bunch of spots in San sure. Diego to play. Yeah. We played them all. And we played them consistently. And we got on Warp Tour. And that was our first like marker. Like, we did it. You know, we did it. We're on the Ernie Ball stage. There you go. And then we did it the next year. All, we did it. We're on the Van stage or whatever stage it was. And there was just marker after marker. We kept doing well. Um, and then, you know, yeah, it comes a time in a band as in any project where it's like I'm turning 25 you know I'm getting married later on this year you know I don't have kids but I'm going to take that next step mm-hmm. um shit or get off the pot mm-hmm. what are we doing are we gonna go full force with this or am I gonna have to f- full force with my career um yeah it didn't work out we, I, I dipped out um started my, my my financial career my banking career and it was just one of those I was tired of the DOI mentality at that point okay I was like I need I need I need structure. I need a uh, I need something that's like a long run, a long play, something where it's going to provide for me. You know, I'm planning on asking my girlfriend at the time to marry me. I'm going to have to set up a financial yeah. foundation yeah. in order to make that happen. You know, for me at that point playing gigs wasn't doing it. So like I said, parlayed that into a career, got tired of that career 15, 16 years later and I said, "Fuck, man that I messed up that should I have kept going with music because <laughs> we've got to the point where it was like a battle of the bands and uh the show was at uh, Coors Amphitheater uh-huh. and it was Green Day and it was The Living End and they had a battle of the bands and we had made it all the way to the top and it was us against oh fuck I'm forgetting the name of the band Switchfoot yeah oh. I think that, yeah so we were playing on one side of the amphitheater <laughs> and they were playing on the other side of Tough the amphitheater. competition yeah straight up bro yeah. and um yeah well obviously we lost yeah. so <laughs> much we went on to you know critically acclaimed fame sure. an awesome yeah. band from southern california and yeah we just kind of like for me that was the, the, the turning point It's like all right what are we doing this was awesome you know i can hang my hat on saying we've done a lot of cool things locally for being chula vista boys i'm content with the music we played <laughs> yeah. and the venues we played at but that was it bro
1: you heard it here. Switchfoot was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, man. For three-piece. And, thing, hope w- and I hope that Love you, w- John. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope
0: it was uh, Switchfoot, the band, because that's the way I remember it. I remember like, oh, who's playing on the other side? Oh, band by Switchfoot. They fucking shred. They rip. And, yeah,
1: they do. I mean... <laughs> yeah, still going. Still going strong. Yeah. They just did Petco Park. They did well, the... Live, yeah, the, the live stream on yeah. Audio One X. So I saw that. That's crazy. So going from, from a small, small backstory, uh, when they were chin-up, before they were Switchfoot, my wife then girlfriend set up my 21st birthday party and mm. they were they were it was a surprise party and sw- and shana was playing at the party like nobody it was kind of just the last minute but we were all homies everyone was homies back then and uh we just they ended up playing at my birthday party oh, Be- before they were like anything you know they were they were they were fun they were but always
0: something they Josh. were always something
1: <laughs> before they were like you know petko park Peco park band for sure bro shout out to uh chin up and switchfoot playing la paloma theater in in encinitas paloma, but uh yeah so then hey let's open a brewery yeah i mean we started
0: brewing downtown um, in the city you grew up in i was 18 i was still in high school we were seniors it was or we had just graduated rather because it was a 1998 world cup and one of my buddies at the time john which was a partner opening the brewery we started homebrewing, you know, we just got okay. some gear, we started homebrewing, we were like, "Oh, let's make our own beer, you know, and, and we were, I remember, because we were watching World Cup soccer, and it just came to that, he went won up that the, year, uh, France, it was in 98, ah, yeah, yes.
1: um, the Euro Cup, he went off <laughs> to school,
0: I stayed home, start, kept brewing, homebrewing, pop, 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 pop. and yeah, man, fast forward, 10 years, 2008, we rekindled and connected, uh-huh. like, dude, you still homebrewing, yeah, oh, you still cool. homebrewing, yeah, yeah. Kind of like
1: kept doing it, and oh, you weren't in touch the
0: whole time. No, I mean, are oh. on and off. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. friends go to college sure. yeah, yeah. and New stay and do your other things and just kind of start a career or whatever. And then boom, boom, just checking in with each other sporadically. And yeah, we're pretty much in the same same uh, trajectory as it relates to brewing. He linked up with his friend Kevin and started brewing on a on a heavier flow. And I was just kind of like on it, not so on it, more focused on my career. Mm-hmm. You know, had a kid uh, year 2012. So I, I mean. Things were just kind of taking me in a different direction where I needed to stay working. Yeah. But I knew, I was like, fuck, I don't want this forever, bro. I don't want this to be my life, you know? Because it was boring or not adventurous? It was capped. Uh You know, there's there's only so many things you can do if you work for a corporation or you work under an umbrella. You can never surpass the umbrella. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you work. Yeah. It doesn't matter how like not motivated you are right. you know the you will always be subject to a ceiling put on you your mm. skills your lack of skills it doesn't matter somebody working next to you could put in 10 percent of the effort you're putting in and ultimately make the same amount of money and you're like what why am i busting my ass
1: Cielo Malo. yeah and it's like
0: <laughs> why why am i busting my ass yeah if i'm not gonna you know like i'm not gonna be rewarded as such as like i got if i have to get out of this okay this kind of structure
1: so you and, set up a business plan.
0: Yeah, you know, and I was From like, there. yeah, I was like, what do I, what can I do, what do I want to do, and you know, just throwing things around, and yeah, ultimately at that time, San Diego State was offering a uh, a course, uh, as it yeah. relates to the marketing, yeah. the marketing of of craft beer, you know, business and craft brewing, an actual course, an actual a whole um, what's it called, catalog of classes and yeah. courses that you could take, and I jumped in. I saw it in the reader. You were or in one of the Sadia. early adopters. I was the first. Yeah. yeah, like there was a group of twenty-seven of us that joined the the program, right? And we graduated, and it was the original twenty-seven. Aww. You know, yeah. And there's, and there's other dudes that opened breweries and bars um, that you know kind of spurned from that project, spurned from 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 that uh, that that course. And that's cool, you know. Like L- our pre- give me a
1: couple examples of the, I know um, the first twenty-seven. Let's see, or like Ba-ba-ba. breweries
0: breweries there's a brewery downtown in uh, half door um oh, good. They, good. they 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 went to the program um, those are the ones that stick out the most other guys that went in there like they're they're brewers now they're they're sellermen oh, okay. they're more involved with so the all sales different positions. all different positions within the same industry they're flourishing and nice. it's like okay. i mean that that program was awesome and, and very instrumental in creating a foundation for a lot of people for me and our operating um operating statement indicated okay If we're going to be a part of this, there will be a monetary attachment to play. And there will also be an educational um, prerequisite that we have to do. You either have to go to the UCSD extension program, which taught the science and brewery technologies Mm -hmm. or the San Diego State marketing. And one guy went to UCSD. Kevin and myself went to San Diego State and did that. And then I went to um, a different one where it offered the same brewing science and technology. Uh, I'm not forgetting. I'm forgetting the name of that. It's too many shits in my head, bro. So many colleges. Yeah. And so I I, I did those. I, re- I received both certificates. My partners did the same. Mm-hmm. And Siebel Institute of Brewing and Science oh, Technology. Siebel. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. Checked all the boxes. Paid our, our monies to play in this wow. game of three punk gales, And we felt that it was a good model, man. If You know, we're not just pissing money away. Mm-hmm. We felt that we're basing this project on education. Smart. You know, like, yeah. let's learn this system. First, you got to learn the, the game. Then you got to learn those rules Then you got to apply it and see what happens. You know, and I, and I like yeah. that. I've always I always like to play by that shit. Yeah. You know, I know it's an old school quote and I always butcher it. But I know like those are the three components that I pull from that quote. It's like uh-huh. learn the game, learn the rules and then take it all over. And okay. we've learned the game and, and we're learning the rules. And I'm getting ready to see how far we can go with our brand. And That's punk things, rock. You know, it's
1: punk rock. That's uh, wow. e- Except it's not DIY. No, opening a brewery, it's requires, yeah, requires no. a lot of you help. You need a bank man. help. You, to you help need somewhere. a lot of yeah. fucking help. Bro. Right, but it, but the DIY spirit of yeah, um, you wanted to, you didn't want to work for a brewery, you wanted to do a uh, one yourself. Yeah. So, what? Why three punk ales? What? What? Tell me about like punk rock mm-hmm. and ales, and then your wall is covered with concert posters. Yeah. Like, so we grew up in that scene, you know, and
0: and the the original. Um, set up was john marshall myself and kevin john marshall and myself we were in bands together grew up in bands you know and we were playing got signed a record label did our thing in high school we thought we were the, we thought we were it bro we we're like yes. oh we're in a band this is it and you know todo el pelo. yeah todo, todo el pelo. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean obviously i'm 16 17 when that happened so it's like whatever um right hey. how are we gonna? Take it to the next level. Ultimately, we never did, but I always liked that. For me, there was three components always. It was always music, it was always soccer, and it was like beer. So uh, we threw those three components into a blender, and now came three punk ales. You know, okay. uh, we're very rooted in, in, in the in the punk scene yeah. growing up, and we wanted to you know pay tribute to who we played with. Or bands that we admired growing up, so we have like unwritten law, red eye record bands on the wall, um, like POD from here, the South Bay. Uh, we have bands that we, you know, wanted to go on tour with, like a lag wagon or no effects or a strung out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have bands that we have an homage to that we wanted to pay tribute with, like a like Clash or Dead Kennedys and Minor Threat. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixture of all of those bands and 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 their their uh, concert venue. Uh, poster boards, and we, we just kind of got an artist that had the same vision, threw yeah. it up there, put yeah. it all together. That thing is awesome, man. Yeah, I if, love you, it. if you haven't been down to 3Punks for the beer or anything, go down there and check out the mural. This dude, David
1: Feucht Gain, he came through and he, he, looks he, awesome. he whipped up some magic on that wall. <laughs> it's very picturesque. If you're into punk rock nostalgia, um, there's some stuff that you might not remember seeing or stuff i don't know you You should just check it out we'll put some pictures up you can get lost on that. oh yeah i just stare i just stare at it i look people are like you need help i'm like yeah where's dogwood where's dogwood where's dogwood (laughs) (laughs) not like that but um but yeah i know that it's very punk rock and all the names of the beers are kind of related to punk rock stuff um you know uh, it was funny though because you have one of your best-selling beers is not totally um soccer or punk related go Go ahead blanca yeah baseball Mm -hmm. from a show yeah like you know, eastbound, eastbound and down. Eastbound and down. But you know, I know we love baseball. But like, how did how did La Flama Blanca come into the vernacular of three punk ales and become one of your best sellers? I like to
0: smoke weed. Okay. I enjoy smoking the marijuana. And um, some of my better ideas and my worst ideas have come from just sitting in front of my best house and worse. Yeah, bro, sitting in front of my house. <laughs> okay. And just kind of take. I I I have a little notebook and I'll just write shit down and jot shit down. Um. And yeah, that's how that one sprung through, bro. I was like, just got home from work. I I'd smoked in the... kids where everyone was inside. And I was like, all right, man, we got to name some beers. And I just started... <laughs> yeah, and I just started looking at the 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 core beers that we had at that time. You know, it's like, okay, we have a Mexican lager. Uh-huh. All right, we have a double IPA. We have this, we have that, blah, blah. And I just went through, like, the Rolodex of things that I enjoy, that I like, you know? I was like, Flama Blanca. Like, Fucking, that's perfect, bro. It's, we're from San Diego, but it's a Mexican lager. Uh-huh. And... That dude is a U.S. baseball player going down to Mexico and playing. I was like, fucking perfect, Bridge the Gap, La Flama Blanca. Fantastic beer. And it came out, and everybody loves it. You know, And it's a great beer to this day, and it's one of our core beers. Uh, That same fucking car uh, note-taking project, Needle in the Hay. I'm a big Elliott Smith fan, you know? Uh And I remember just always listening to that song, and wifey would always get so upset, like, That song is so depressing (laughs) like why are you playing that like turn that off we have kids you can't have that song playing and i love that song i love everything that he's done you know like that he did yeah uh, um so yeah i was like fuck our double ipa needle in the hay tweak the last word a little at an uh exclamation point and boom that one came out you
1: know uh that was your first like big like beer to go out and into kegs and tell yeah, the, other that accounts, was the, right? The Needle
0: yeah. in the Hay is one of our core beers, one our, or one of our first like, bangers that people were like, yeah hey, let me get your double IPA. It's a solid yep. West Coast rendition of a, a double IPA. To this day, people take it, take it. And then, you know, this charming stout, Mexicans, we love fucking the Smiths, we love Morrissey, Morrissey. you know? <laughs> uh Kill the poor, poor as in pouring. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dead Kennedys, fucking huge Dead Kennedys fan, man, from okay. the Jell-O era. That's, that's kind of what, I, I'm a weird individual growing up where i listened to like mexican corridos like narco corridos i listened to a lot of hip-hop i listened to a shit ton of punk music minor threat like a spectrum your 90s bro punk rock i listened to that the eight late 80s like hardcore more punk rock like mm-hmm. minor threat Ted mm-hmm. mm-hmm. kennedy mm-hmm. stuff like that i listened to all of it mm-hmm. and then reggae and then so like when we release beers now i tap into all of that yeah and then people well that's not punk rock and i said actually it is I mean, I'm we one. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. You know, I'm. I i do I'm. There's not a, like a. Uh, this isn't bowling with the bumpers on the side where I have to make sure. Yeah. I, I, I have to play within those bumpers. It's like no. This is this has always been a vision. This is a baby of mine. You're we're from Chula Vista. Chula Vista is a melting pot of, of of, of people mm-hmm. and and culture and just like a,
1: of of passions. She got the money. Did
2: I yeah. uh, interrupt something? Yeah. Again? Of
1: course you did. I'm
2: so sorry. No, you're not. You want me to- okay
1: sick so we got somebody put metalachi on the jukebox so we're <laughs> we're, we're bit moshing around in the office to hear Dude, some, the, uh, the jukebox down here is so random some el crazy train <laughs> El Crazy Train. <laughs> metalachi. what um just a real quick music tangent but like are you familiar with the the punk scene in, and metal scene in mexico some somewhat i mean I, or at least in sp- baja sp-
0: specific yeah i was gonna say more so like in tijuana yeah. like stuff down here but i mean I lost touch with a lot of the bands, even here in San Diego, mm-hmm. and and the direction like punk went. I still like if you listen to the shit I listen to, man, I'm, it's like my my iPod or my my music on Spotify playlist got stuck in nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and five. You know, because <laughs> no, I I in years of yeah, new school punk. I, I still play shit like that. You know, so. so like
1: punk, like on the music side, are are you into bands like you know pop stuff, pop punk? I mean, like say like newfound glory and like you know uh i don't know bands in that that more like sound or genre or your, i i know that you are into fat records and epitaph bands and stuff like that but once like, upon a
0: time like we were flirting with uh with drive Through records on on jumping on the label okay. and yeah. you know but we weren't really a band like that 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 wasn't our sound you know and and, and our, i forget the name of the young man richard maybe was the name of the owner and his i think his sister's name was stephanie and yeah they we went up there to visit we had like a like a whole, like a little trial or, oh, okay. you know, and... A showcase? Yeah, showcase. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know what? Yes. This is what we called you. These are songs that we like, but we'd like to tweak them and do this. And we were kind of like, eh. We, we, we knew what direction. Oh, they wanted going. to change the Yeah, because at that time, it was like, it was Phoenix, TX, Poppy. Sure. You know, it was like Newfound Glory. And um, there was bands on there we liked, like the... What was the band that went on The RX Bandits, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, Poppy was something that I really wasn't a big fan of, but... On the flip side, I was a million Cullen fan. You know, sure. like Millen Cullen is like yeah. my favorite band of all yeah. time and shit. But super I'm, good. But I'm more drawn to like a strung out. So I'm more strong uh, drawn to like a metal aspect with oh, that okay. with that melodic punk feel yeah, to they, it. You know?
1: Strung out has minimal pop and yeah, out. they're like they got some pop stuff, uh but two two of my favorite bands as well. Um, I know you did a melancholy beer. Yes, sir. Talk about, if you want, to, we could talk about that now. Yeah. So um, did you, is that something that you did? You say, hey, hey guys, in melancholy, I want to do a beer. Or are you just straight up homage?
0: Homage. Okay. I reached out. I know uh, um, lead singer Nikolai does have a brewery out in Sweden, and he did, He's he was a very decorated home brewer um, before he opened his brewery. Um, and I always wanted to ask him, like, is that why you named your album Homebrew? You know, like, yeah. yeah. And. I've had we I go to all of their shows when they're in town, but mm-hmm. I've never had a chance to chat with them. Favorite Millencolin song? Oh, bro, "Olympic" from fucking "Life on a
1: Plate." <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's, that's the one. "Life on a Plate" is like probably the first full length that got big big attention in in the U.S. Yep. Thanks to "Burning Heart" and "Epitaph." 1997, uh, um, they made their first appearance here, side stage. I think it was with you guys. Yeah, that, bro. we yes. Uh, I wasn't trying to get there, but Dogwood, Dogwood <laughs> played yeah, the you first. Were. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, but Dogwood played their Millencolin's first U.S. show. Yep. Uh, they were stoked everyone was stoked we were stoked it was a great, great it was experience. you guys
0: it was um, fuck I wanted to say Bouncing Souls I don't know uh, Pole Pole
1: yeah those were the two a... like big out of town bands it was, and then great it was us. great us. I, I might have I don't even know if there was another local band or not someone correct me if I'm wrong please but yeah. Anyway, so "Millencolin yeah. Olympic" is your favorite song. That's the one for me. Did you name the beer after that song? I named the
0: beer after the album. The I mean, album. Yeah. So okay. obviously it's "Life on a Plate." This beer is called "Hops on a Plate." Okay. Did a nice little image of our artist did of uh. Shout you know, out! Shout out to Chicle Um, of hops on a fucking plate.
1: Okay. <laughs> Instead of the chicken. Yeah,
0: and it just was. It was awesome, dude. It, yeah. was, it was perfect. It was everything I wanted it to be. The beer is is a. a a hazy pale ale. Oh, so it's it's crushable. It's one of those beers that you can drink and you can just one leads to another. It, it's got everything. Are you distributed
1: outside of Chula Vista?
0: DIY mentality. Or outside bro. of San Diego? D, if, if I can drive there and then drop it off. No, I
1: mean, can someone get that beer in Arizona or Nope. Okay. You come, State lines. Yeah, you got to come to
0: San Diego to the brewery to pick that up. Where's or the brewery? Brewery's here in Chula Vista, bro. I mean, like downtown I said, downtown Third Avenue. The pandemic. From The one thing it has done, it has forced us to grow outside of our comfort level. Right. Like, I always wanted to just be, hey, this is your neighborhood brewery. You know, this is what we do. You know, we don't distribute everywhere. We distribute locally to, like, Sprouts or liquor stores or or restaurants, bars, pubs here in the area. Yeah. We're not going to go out to L.A., Orange County um in turn somebody from out there wants it they come and get it we've done that a bunch of times yeah. people from, down from mexico they come up they pick up uh cases or kegs, or case, they do it you know like we we have nothing to do with that we oh, celebrate on it. their own yeah. yeah um but the pandemic forced us to can a lot faster than we were planning on um and yeah so here we are now and now i am exploring places that i can take our okay. beer yeah you know Whether it's working with a a, a small label, like a small distributor that can take care of that, as opposed to something big. Because, I mean, I want to retain as much of our business as possible. Plus,
1: as you grow, you have to meet their demands. Yeah, man. And And you can't always do that. And at that
0: point, you start kind of, I feel like, watering down the brand. You know, watering down what you worked hard to create. And I'm not about that. I like what we've done. You know, I like I've liked every step that we've taken along the way. We've had some bad steps, but we've ultimately learned from them on what not to do. Mm. I think we're growing organically, man. What's a bad step? A bad step is like maybe, bad beer or uh, bad business. Maybe bad business. I my biggest goal before the pandemic for mm. twenty twenty was to mm. expand the brand. Okay, you know, um, like a second location. Like yeah, second location. Uh, I, and ultimately, it didn't work out, and I feel like I was. Square peg it in a round hole. I didn't give a shit. I just wanted to make it work. Jam it in there. Let's too go. Punk. A little yeah. too punk. <laughs> and I was like, I took a step back and I was like, you know what, No,
1: man, this like like you were gonna go outside of Chula Vista. Yeah,
0: outside of Chula Vista. Yeah. I was like, this this will work. And but ultimately, it wasn't it. Thankfully,
1: I think what you guys have is the neighborhood. Like you're in the neighborhood. Obviously, it's by your house. You're in downtown Chula Vista. You're in. You're not too far from downtown. Like you're. I mean, you're on the street for God's sake. You're not in a business park yeah. or you know, um, like. Multiple. If you take a
0: right, it's residential. If you take a left, it's like commercial. Yeah. But not like Starbucks, But was that Costco by design?
1: Did you want to go right in the heart of downtown?
0: That was what was available. Okay. And that's what I've always wanted. I always wanted a storefront that was in the community. Okay. You know, and Chula Vista downtown has that allure, has that nostalgia. Well, when
1: you guys went in, mm-hmm. you were one of, I mean. Yeah. I mean, there was I mean, what? Chula Vista Brewery? Chula Vista
0: Brewery, 3rd Avenue Ale House. Was we the, all the street, opened.
1: Like Grinder. Um, uh, groundswell. Yeah.
0: Everybody on the block Opened within one year Of each other Right, yeah You know And everybody on the block It was block like salons is, Yeah And there was quinceañera halls yeah. Event halls um, So yeah It was like Quinceañera uh, Dresses Right uh, Seamstresses Salons
1: Event halls That's all there was oh, yeah, but, Like some of them Are still there Yeah But like most of them Have now become uh, Other businesses Yeah maybe, and, and, El is still- it, It's like but, old school
0: in downtown yeah, yeah, yeah. it's nostalgic bro there's businesses that have been around since the early 20s early 30s That's you really know? Awesome. That's over awesome. 100 years you know yeah. like you have a bar on the block named Doc's old school 30s you know <laughs> and, and you see the pictures that they post out front and it's like where ho- like uh, horse posts, a hitching post and shit, bro. <laughs> you look at us like, oh man, this is old school. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's what I always wanted. I love my hood. I love my community. Yeah, for sure. The community really like gets our He does back. love
1: his hood. He got a tattoo uh, of the I mean, city logo. They they represent us. We we represent them. We get each other's back. You know. Could you have done this without the help from city officials and like? Nothing
0: is possible. As much as we'd like to say fuck, they really screwed. They helped. No, but us. they actually like. They went, actually went out out of their, their way doors. to. Yeah. We caught them in a good year. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, A surplus here. Two right? years prior, <laughs> yeah, they weren't about having breweries. They right. weren't about giving out new
1: licenses in Chula Vista. What, what flipped the switch to have North like, Park? North Park. I think the successes
0: of North Park specifically and the neighborhood
1: breweries and North the Park. neighborhood
0: breweries that popped up in North Park. Because prior to that, the only model that people, the, the city officials, had to look by was uh, North County, East County, industrial buildings, you yeah. know, business parks, and that's not the ticket down here because you really don't have those locations um but when north park came in and they showed all of the successes of operating uh small breweries nano breweries and micro breweries mm. not necessarily a large scale uh, belching beaver uh, mm. fucking stone you know it's like oh you got smaller breweries that are doing this you know the like, brewing in the building yeah in, like a fall brewing is located yeah, right there fall. yeah like all of these guys are located inside of us like a little community yeah and they're generating revenue and ultimately that's that's what the city cares about are you Walkability. generating? yeah are you generating revenue are you representing the city well is this something that we can attach our names to and move okay. forward we checked all those boxes for them, and they were on board and they've been nothing yeah. but supportive that's awesome that. so i mean our brewery <laughs> is like a fucking uh, a meeting place for a city government they there come go. in and they hang out uh, all of them bro like that's whatever. what i was gonna
2: ask does yeah. the name
1: three punk ales scare off people Maybe once upon a time. Does it scare off? It doesn't scare off the mayor. Obviously, it doesn't no. scare off the council members. I mean, we're so but...
0: community heavy mm-hmm. that it fucking doesn't matter. It just becomes second nature.
2: Yeah, you know, they, true.
1: they just
0: look at our name and it's like cool. No, and it's not. And I mean, our, our name was never built to be like a fuck you. You know, our name was like we're <laughs> gonna brew beer, what our way. Yeah, what we want to do, how we want to do yeah. it. This model is, is is driven by each one of us ideas and passions. You know, soccer uh football soccer football yeah yeah. football punk rock and just our community bro
1: so with the uh with the um what i gonna say does that mean that you don't follow trends of the sales trends in beer we really don't as far as the punk rock do you go be are you like against the grain (laughs) little bad religion (laughs) um no i mean we were at one point we had eight
0: loggers on tap bro. eight loggers eight fucking loggers and for anybody in the brewing industry to, to do that it's it pretty gutsy it, it, yeah it takes up a lot of our tank space because we're a small brewery. Yeah. yeah it takes longer to turn these bad boys out yeah. but it's worth it you know so we really got heavy into the loggers because in chula Vista there were no other breweries so we were like the fisher price brewing for our community it's okay. like come in and we'll show you what our craft beers are all about
1: the gateway beer yeah
0: we're a gateway beer I drink Coors, what do you have that's similar to this? I drink Heineken, you know? All of the beers that were coming in, like they were all lagers. So I said, all right, cool, pivot. Let's learn that our community currently drinks lagers. So let's brew a shit ton of lagers, (laughs) pilsners. It it all came out and we started putting like La Flama Blanca, Dead Ramones, which is our German pilsner. Super good. Uh, We did a a bunch of uh, Keller beers and and Zwickle Zwickle beers and and. these are all
1: beer terminology (laughs) (laughs) they
0: were all just light bodied beers drinkable beers you know yeah and there was the yin and the yang because you had you had uh, people in the community that would be like i can't handle big beers i hate ipas i just want something light like a mexican lager like a corona pacifico then there were dudes that would come and be like what's your biggest beer what's your biggest double ipa what's your biggest said, all right cool so we're obviously gonna have to build from the outside in you know so we hit the bloggers started dominating those hit the ipa started dominating those and then slowly just met them in the middle yeah. and, and ultimately now our board is very well balanced we have yeah. we have everything we have browns we have reds we have stouts we have barrel age we have sours we have seltzers you know we have light-bodied ipas we have heavy-bodied ipas we have triple ipas we're yeah. not triple ipa season around so i mean our board right now is it's grown and has such our our community's palate, bro yeah, not just because of us, but like Third Avenue Whale House and Chula Vista Brewery, Bar Cinom, and like all of the spots that have opened up along the way. Yeah, it's like legitimately turned to visiting one spot to people come out and spend the whole fucking day on Third Avenue.
1: It's become a destination spot. For sure. Yeah,
0: especially now with all the food components, food, food everything, and everyone's eating everything. out on the
1: street. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of the food, um, I know that you've had you know things have been up and down with the openings and closings. Of, of course, we don't we don't have to get into COVID stuff, but how do you, do you choose food vendors to go there? Or do you, are you trying to pair anything? Or I know like, I know rice or death is there. I know mm-hmm. like, obviously there's a lot of, you know, tacos and... So we have two, uh,
0: two food trucks that we work with exclusively by, not by design, just by chance. You know, um, we've worked with a bunch of food trucks, but for one reason or another, ultimately they start falling off. Like they'll just stop showing up or mm-hmm. whatever, but... Like flaky? Yeah. Some of them. That's not fair. Them, that's <laughs> not cool. It isn't. Cause you know, you know... <laughs> We work off of each other you know one business thrives if the other and at one point it
1: was like you could not open without the
0: food yeah so we sat down and we realized that there was a taco truck on the block always and they were killing it you know they're killing it on third avenue oh
1: just out just out without without a brewery
0: no brewery just posting up and they were like hey man i just need a more secure spot i know that you guys are not able to operate right now currently without food what if we just link up let us park in front of your spot and we'll be here every day. Oh, cool. And we'll just operate And the taco. So that's good. That's yeah. consistency. Tacos in Vaquero, bro. They've been with us now for the span of the whole pandemic, a year. Oh, And nice. they kill it. They're there. They're a, a fixture in, in, on our block in front of the brewery. And just a couple of months ago, um, Rice for Death reached out. Uncle Tone and, uh, He's been killing it with his ideas on what he wants to do. I love it. And he comes every other Sunday. And they're now. punk rock. They're punk rock. Group. Yeah. So
1: there was that one was just like I'm gonna uh, have him on. I want to have him on. Like I've been talking like trying to. I'm oh, trying to connect guys. with the people like yourself. Good punk dude, rock. You so know so many fucking food and stories, punk, that beer and punk. You know, um, music and food. Music and beer. Like how does it? Why does it interlap? And why am I? How come all the people I'm talking to on the show were musicians and now doing food and beverage or vice versa because
0: you my friend are that guy
1: <laughs> So you're just you're just pretty much a it's all projection. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time There's so many people that did the same thing path and, and just different ended up in different things, right? like, you know whether they started a food truck or a brewery or a brewery and now a dive bar also, you know, like, you know I remember once upon
0: a time before we started I thought it was cool a local band by the name of
1: Spaz Boy, and I remember we'd go to watch
0: yeah. Spaz Boy play and then I'd later came across the singer guitarist rather at a brewery. And I was like, Hey, I remember that guy. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I talked to him and he ended up like working at modern times. Name's Derek. And I was like, Oh cool. That's pretty Shout awesome. Shout out Derek. Yeah. It's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then I started seeing more and more yeah. of that. And why I, is that? I don't know. It's the know. mentality. It's just I the, yeah. I,
1: I, honestly, it's, you're um,
0: given a pellet to create your own,
1: whatever you want. I think so. Um, also, I think speaking from my, my own self is like, you don't want to stop creating or, or, I guess once you start doing music, or if you started out as a home brewer and you start making really good beers, everyone's like, "You should open a brewery." Or you, you know, you're doing music; you should go play live. You should go start blah this or that. Uh, you talk a lot, and then you, you should stop. Start a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you stop, and you lose your muscle memory for making music or whatever. You lose your palate for if you stop. You know, if I don't cook for a few days, I might start. You know, it's all muscle stuff in your in your body and the way it works. But as far as like creation and being creative, like. These are great outlets for, you know, doing whatever, especially if you own it, you're owning Three bungales the Elwood, mm-hmm. everything else that you're a part of, you know, uh, Emo Brown, all the, all the, all the stuff that Emo Brown has and stuff like that. Like, I've it's, learned, it's all creative.
0: Like, I've learned in the last couple of years that that's what I, I that's what I enjoy. But you enjoy get it almost like you get shit.
1: addicted to it yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like if you're not doing it, like, what, what can I create yeah. next? What, you yeah. know, what can I put my finger on? The brewery yeah.
0: took up a lot of my energy and a lot of time. That when the bar opportunity came up i was like okay cool a little bit of a diversion from that Boom. yeah but ultimately the brewery is like you can't not focus on the brewery the brewery has so many moving parts that you have to stay on top it's of that behemoth yeah like every day all day there's no days off i always tell like my mom And you're talking and like wife,
1: three punk i mean is it a, what basically what size is it in comparison to i don't know a, we're not a well-known I, we're brewery we're that, a small brewery say like stone oh yeah everyone knows stone everybody knows how stone. big are you as it relates to, to stone uh, or I don't know, ballast no. point. I don't know. Like no, we're
0: put not. yourself on levels. We're nowhere near on that level. You know? I don't even know what their production is. You
1: know, our production Well, I mean is... obviously yeah, they're worldwide, yeah. they're huge. So uh, I don't know what's or somebody something that somebody would know, like I don't know, for example, Stone. We are small. You know, and, huh? and, and there's different levels to the game. And there's, it still takes yeah. 110% of your oh, energy more at so. all times. More, more than 110%. More so. From yeah. everyone in your family.
0: I feel like once you have a behemoth, a machine like a stone or a ballast point or like a Belching Beaver, these are all brands that people know. These are all brands here sprung from San Diego and have decades to build up what they are. Yeah. You know, you have to do less Carl. to keep that Carl Strauss, Coronado, yeah. Green Flash, <laughs> yeah. all of them Alpine. The like. It takes less to operate, not operate, less to upkeep that brand than it would a smaller one. Sure. Because ultimately, I mean, you got the whole family doing stuff. Yeah. We built this shit for the South Bay. Yeah. You know, we built it for our community. Yeah. And now everything that's outside of the South Bay is like word of mouth and social media presence. And now we're drawing people outside in, you know? My biggest goal was always like, oh, dude, I can't wait to get like fucking 2,500 followers on our Instagram, and that'll be awesome. At that point, I feel like we're good. And then boom, boom, boom. And here we are like on the precipice of finally hitting that 10,000 marker. And it's like, shit, that took a lot longer than I thought. Mm. And I'm looking around at other breweries. Does that
1: spell success?
0: I think that spells two roads you can take. Because I know um, ultimately social media presence is a very key component to operating your, your business. Beer... The beer industry is, is, is weird. You need quality beer to, as your ticket to play. Okay. You know, you better have quality beer. You're in San Diego. You are in you are in yeah. what can be classified as a capital of craft beer in the fucking world. You know, like, uh, if not, it's definitely a top five. It's like one of those places where if you're going to open a brewery here, the ball's on this guy. You know, mm-hmm. how are you going to all of a sudden, I'm going to, my home brewer, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and open a brewery yeah. in San Diego. It's like, okay, you better know what you're doing. You better have quality beer. That goes without saying. You can't be in the game unless you're quality. But after that, man, once you've established that, marketing, marketing, branding, right, branding. Right. You know, it's how do you present it? How is it wrapped? Boom, boom, boom. How do you stand out from somebody else? You're ultimately ultimately fighting for yeah. shelf space.
1: Well maybe when so, you buy this beer over yeah, this beer? You're fighting for, with, like,
0: for shelf space with over 150 other brands. You know, you're yeah. you're fighting for and handles. Cheap beer. Yeah. And for us, it's like that's not our war. That's not our battle. We were built for the community. Okay. So as it relates to like the follower example, I always give it. It's like. You can get a lot of followers, but are you growing it organically or are you just kind of like purchasing these followers? Mm. Because you see, I I base it all on interaction and we're very interactive with with people that like are, are on our social media. You know, it's like on Instagram, I'll post something like, oh, people ask questions. We answer questions. We always like repost stories of people that are at our facilities, drinking our beer at home. And I feel like we've grown that organically. You know, it's like every one of our followers that's there is a follower that we've touched, that they've been to our facility, mm-hmm. that they have a, a legit, a real connection to our brand, yeah. you know? And I'm proud of that, yeah. you know? Because I, I see yeah. other other brands and like, oh, we have like 70,000 followers. Then I just kind of start scrolling down like their like interactions and what, and it's like, oh, you got like 15 likes or like 20 likes. So it's like, oh, it's just a facade. It's like, I'd rather be mm-hmm. poco pero loco. And like in English, it's like, <laughs> we, we, we just like, we work with what we have, but what we have, it may be minimal, but it's strong, man, yeah. you know, like, yeah. DIY yeah. street team. I want people to be proud of the brand that they're representing us. You know, yeah. like I know when I see somebody here in the hood or even outside, like in San Diego, sporting a Three Punk Ale shirt, rocking a Three Punk Ale hat, whatever it is. You know, I'm like, cool. Like, you know, we don't work with marketing firms. Right. You know We don't work with like you know yeah. brand yeah or, you <laughs> know and I and I say yeah, yeah we've done this on our own yeah for you sure. know word of mouth our hustle our 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 spirit just doing it uh-huh. so. I'm happy that we're finally kind of like reaching that 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 little low-hanging fruit of a, a barometer. Like we're doing it. Yeah. You know we're on the right track. It's a long road. What's but, the uh,
1: next? What's the next click point? What's the next? I like, don't even know, bro.
0: I give up. At okay. that point, I'm fucking hiring somebody else to do it. <laughs> there's, there's so many components that operate in the business that social media takes up half of my day right you yeah. know whether it's like uploading things or responding to things or editing your podcast yeah or or, like, or, or yeah. orders on the website you know and then you put it all your now merchandise you're, now you're doing it for another uh, for the bar at elwood okay and now we're doing it for the podcast at emo brown and then you're doing it for all the merch related to emo brown and all the all the different like uh channels that are involved with that and it's like yeah it's just my wife's like dude you're always on the phone and i was like yeah but i mean it's all for a greater good you know and it right. and i'm coming close to that uh full circle point where it's like shit or get off the pot again where it's like what am i doing with this you know for the brewery yeah am i am i growing this the brands everything like what are we doing and i'm gonna probably come to the conclusion that, like i give myself three years five years to see what happens and then i gotta step back and like have somebody else take this over because oh, okay. i can't be doing this 20 hours a day with work, like I still work. Well, now yeah, yeah you're, you're working. I still work
1: outside of the businesses. Yeah, and and doing the now doing the nonprofit. Yeah, now we have a
0: nonprofit because that you're because
1: do. you built so much community, and so many I don't know friends through the brewery and stuff like followers and friends and family that you could go on bike rides with people and and then start a nonprofit. To, yeah, we started an army, dude. Like it's yeah. crazy.
0: Now like the last quarter of the year, a cult. The last no m- the, <laughs> the last month of the year, we sat down and said, hey, man, you know what? We all come from similar backgrounds in the sense that we want to be better, do better, get Mm -hmm. better, you know? And we started the Emo Brown Foundation and still in the process of getting our uh, nonprofit plan vetted and and accomplished. But we set up a a plan to raise money for three local schools and underprivileged families here in the community. And we raised $6,000 in a month. And we were like, cool, nice. We worked with the YMCA. We were able to get those funds into the right hands, 100% of the profits our proceeds everything
1: and that's how we we hang our hat on that why did you start that like i mean i guess i'm saying like out of all the out of all the like i guess i don't know what was the need to start you have business and then you open the elwood the, the the dive bar across on the other part of town and then we start doing bike rides and then let's start a non-profit like how does it lead to or, I mean, I mean, heck, we can go back to the beginning of the conversation. You're a punk rocker in high school, punk rock band, <laughs> Warped Tour Kid, home brewer, brewery opens, started doing bike rides with Emo Social Club, and then let's turn it into a charity foundation. One Why? Thing, one thing Why has start a charity foundation from a, from a brewery? One thing has led to another, bro.
0: Um, the crew that I roll with, like the Emo Brown, the Social Club, all my friends, we all pretty much operate businesses. We're all pretty much... Family guys in the sense that we have kids we've been married uh-huh. we operate a business um and we all work out of chula vista yeah and last year was a time in all of our lives where we really had that opportunity to sit down reflect and be introspective you know like what am i doing what have i done what can i do you know when people want to change on a larger scale and, and okay. we all sat down and like man fuck that mm-hmm. like we know people in our community that need help you yeah. know i make a living off of people in this community yeah. It would be a real dickhead move <laughs> if I don't ever give back to that same community okay. that's helping us. My friends, my group, my team, my squad—same mentality. I know my squad consists of of educators, of business owners, of family guys. You know, like we're 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 we're, we're, we're dads. Yeah, you know, dad core, and that, that <laughs> and that and that's what Woo! we are. And yeah. we just thought, you know what, man? Let's give back. Things are going good for us. At some point it becomes more like let's leave something that our kids can be proud of mm-hmm. so now it's like we started working with the underprivileged schools here and you know just reached out to people who have the insight we don't we know how to raise money we know how to raise awareness we don't know what hands to put it in sure we don't know who needs it the most yeah. we reached out to the people who do and they did it for us yes. we're like hey man We don't want anything, you know? We just want to give this to you guys so you can give it to the right people. And they did. We worked with the YMCA down here in the South Bay. Nice. And they worked with an education department within the schools that we worked with. And we got the bicycles to the kids. Everybody in the school program got like a gift card. And the families that really needed it each got like $1,000 for Christmas. Wow it was awesome man and and honestly that's is this one... something the public can donate to or is this yeah like... i mean we're, we're currently working with what's setting up like our non so we'll, we'll have like a link that we can have like year-round donations so that parlayed into doing that every holiday at the end of the year uh-huh. to also doing um scholarships so so we want to do um can you send me to college yeah uh, <laughs> send milo to college <laughs> milo goes this call again Miho. uh so yeah we we we're doing like um Scholarships to the kids here locally, San yeah. Diego, open to anybody, bro. Right, and right. ultimately, it's open to anybody. And we want to do like either four dollars scholarships, and we just want to make sure it's something that we can shoot for and actually accomplish. We don't want it to be something ridiculous, like oh, we want to raise a fifty thousand dollars, and then ultimately fall short. Yeah. We know we can get $10,000 between now and June, July. Is it
1: money raised through beer sales? It's money raised through separate? all of our ventures. Bro. I mean, are you allowed to like put on a beer on tap and say all the money from this? Or how does that work with, I, mean, I don't know. There's there's legal building. issues. Yeah, well, as it relates
0: to that, there are issues with yeah. like ABC. So we don't do that. But we use all of our network in order to raise awareness and raise money. Yeah. And we're good at it. Yeah. We you know we're good talkers. We're good like meaglers. We, we, we have connections to the right people in the yeah. city. And who the fuck doesn't want to raise money for a good cause? Yeah, especially when it's like, oh no, you know what? Fifteen percent of that is staying in the nonprofit for uh, operational blah blah blah. No, man, anything that we get goes straight to whatever we're donating to. Because
1: yeah. you guys aren't full time in the nonprofit. So no, it's
0: like, I mean, no, everyone does it's there, it in their the channel. Yeah, just, you know, we meet every I love it. we meet at least ne- uh, member meetings uh, once a month but we meet weekly and yep. we communicate daily
1: it's legit yeah I love it it's awesome man it feels a, good put on a concert or something Dude, like. it
0: feels good we can uh, do a food and music concert
1: Ooh. to raise money for Damn. this foundation right
0: who's playing propaganda
1: it's on 3rd <laughs> Avenue yeah we can get uh, whoever we can like we, we'll make it like as big as possible right because yeah, right? we're trying to raise money so I mean that's that's the kind of world that I come from so I, I would love to do something like that to help bro you are neck deep in this and you have no idea yet Good help. I see it. You no, said, you but don't... I mean, like, I love. I came from the nonprofit world. I yeah. came from the everything
0: we're doing. You've been a part of.
1: Yeah, you know. So I could see it. I could see it benefiting more than just a few families. You know, like awesome. But even also, when you do an event like that, and you're build, you know, you're doing nonprofit work, it's showing other people who aren't involved in the nonprofit that it's really easy to help other people. Yeah. You know, even if you're saying, remember, just like Shake Cafe, or um, you know, anything. Hey. Bring a canned food, a dollar off your ticket or anything like that. People are like, oh yeah, I brought two cans. I'm helping the homeless family over there or whatever the case may be because I went to a concert. Like people love being, you know, feeling that almost a little like, you know, pep your step, righteous feeling of you did a good, you did a good thing. We crave being a part
0: of something, yeah. a social group, I'm a, drinking, a benefit, or, or, a good cause. Yeah. You know, we want that, you know? And for me, ultimately the payout was that, you know, the payout is cool. We did something. turns out it's hard. To do it um, in a structured way. Yeah. You know, we were good at raising the money. We raised the six thousand dollars. We're like, okay, cool. We have the six thousand. Oh well, now the bureaucracy. Now you got to put it through here. The red tape. Yeah, you got to funnel it through here, and you got to make sure you do this. And so that's what we're we're working through right now. Okay. We're like with
1: our our nonprofit. It's, oh, it's still pretty new.
0: Yeah, I it's, mean, we just yeah. last week our last meeting we we've, we voted um, positions for the, yeah. the nonprofit. Apparently, we needed not it's not good enough being a members or directors board directors we have to have positions within yeah. it so we just voted on like president and vice president yeah. and treasurer and secretary and everything so it's like we're going down the list now we're checking out the tasks that need to be accomplished so we're well on our way um and i look forward to it being complete and done before we do our scholarships but if not we still have the ymca that we're working through to get yeah. our scholarships That's out true. So it's good we're, to partner with that with, yeah i mean like we're working with somebody who doesn't like, yeah so it's not we're, we're all new at this you know, we know our hearts are in the right place and generating is in the right place, but we just want to make sure that it doesn't get lost in the shuffle or in the weeds of like doing things the right way. So that's why one of our one of the dudes in the in the group, uh, Justin Clifford Lifford, he uh he has a direct link with the YMCA mm. and he set us up and now everything for the time nice. being goes straight through there. That's really cool. Yeah, man. So what's the We balance? just looked dumb, Josh. Like what's, yeah, I know,
1: right? <laughs> but no, but on on paper or everything that everything that's going on is like you got your brewery, you got your job also in the bar and the, and the foundation. How does the balance work with life, with family and kids? There's no fucking balance, dog. We get to it when we touch it. Do you we make touch a balance it? or is it happening? I mean, it just happens?
0: It does happen. Because you know your work schedule. Yeah, my work schedule is set. It's like 2.30 in the morning to like 10 in the morning. Boom. Okay. You know, and that could fluctuate from time to time, but not too much. So my morning is done. Yeah. Usually I come home, uh, I shower, not today, or hmm. I go straight to a meeting. Boom, at the brewery or at the bar handle that, usually done with that by 2 o'clock, you know, popping into both spaces just to touch base. Um, then if I have a podcast, we're doing the podcast. And right now I'm doing it at the house, at the tree house. So we go in, yep. pop in there, and I'm yep. done usually by 4, okay. you know. And then after that, and not, the beauty of all this is I'm at home the whole time. I'm within half a mile of I'm my th- house And this plus time. now
1: the kids are home. Yeah. So like everyone's kind of. Yeah.
0: And our, our family roots have yeah. grown stronger and deeper. There you and go. We're just so much closer now. And they they root for these things like my kids. Like I know I was
1: in the treehouse and he's like you know one of them was peering out. I think you know uh, I think it was the 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 middle middle <laughs> kid. He's like peering out at the blinds at me. I'm like hi. You know, like, <laughs> you're he's like you're in my treehouse, Daddy. You like,
0: Daddy, who's coming to yeah, the treehouse today? He, he's, Who are you talking he's to? He's gonna be your scheduler. Oh yeah. <laughs> like,
1: okay, today you have so and so. You know like things just kind of Caesar pulled up. out sick and then, like you know <laughs> no chiclet today. It's, it's Josh. Josh yeah. is coming through. Um, so I wanna I wanna touch on the brewery again. And then we'll get to some other stuff, but how do you, how does your your own like heritage and culture come into play in the brewery? Like, you know, I know that you both of your parents are mm-hmm. of Latin, Mexican descent, yeah. and then, so you're full Mexican, oh, yeah. Mexican American, however you would like to say it, Chicanx or anything like that. <laughs> no, just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't have to go there. But uh, how does how does the, do you put any kind of race roots? Here's the into thing,
0: it? bro. When you're not trying to fake the funk, shit just happens, right? You know, and I, but like, some people really grab onto that. Yeah, I mean. Like, I am who I am, you know, and I'm I'm Mexican, I love Mexican music, I love punk rock, Mm -hmm. I love beer, Mm -hmm. my partner, Kevin, you know, he's he's a white guy, he he likes beer, he like, ultimately it all just... Kevin is not
1: Mexican. No, he's my white dude. Love him, we Um, love him.
0: He, everything just comes out organically, bro. We don't sit down and be like, okay, we need to touch on our Mexican base now oh we know what i mean like east county base now north county base now
1: but see when you guys you guys do a mexican lager it seems more natural than say some of the some of that's what we drink man no but even like all the way up in sf the el soli Mm -hmm. at 21st amendment you know that's far from the border and that's like one of their best-selling beers i think there's a something to be said about the little known fact josh go ahead mexicans we're everywhere (laughs) we're fucking everywhere No, i know when we lived in san francisco it's like a big it's a big culture up there too but like Obviously, they made that because there's a need exactly. for Mexican lagers. So a lot of the breweries, it, some of them, some of them may, it may seem to me a little disingenuous to their lineup. To the Mexicans,
0: have it. we're very ethnocentric. We love what okay. we're about. We love our culture. We love our food. We love our our like at the brewery, it's familia, cerveza, música, fiesta. Like our yeah. itos are fucking at the core. We are family. We are beer. We are music. We are party. Yes, those elements are of the Mexican culture, bro. So you may find a Mexican in Montana and you give that Mexican a couple of years and my dude will, or my, my, my Mexican lady will have already established a little part of their culture in that town. Whether it's like, you know what? I'm gonna go work at this restaurant. I'm gonna learn the rules mm-hmm. of this. I'm gonna learn the game and then I'm gonna do my own restaurant, mm-hmm. you know? And it's slowly, you just start saying, oh wow. Why is there fucking burritos, San Diego style burritos coming out of Montana? You know, why are there Mexican loggers coming out of, story of California, Taco Bell. You know? the story of Taco Bell. <laughs> I went to fucking Dublin with some homies a couple of years ago. I hear you um, tell me they have, a,
1: they have a whole community there. Bro,
0: there's a whole community of Mexican immigrants that moved over to Dublin. We I, you know, didn't, hey, Mexi- yeah, I didn't have a burrito. I was like a little suspect. I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to pass. I didn't come all the way to fucking Dublin to have a burrito. But I was intrigued. I was like, cool. And it's like, bro, we're everywhere and Damn. our culture is everywhere. And. Our culture is one of such that people really are are connected to. I feel people are, it's a magnet to people. It's like, you, you'll see all types of culture and people enjoying our food. People enjoying our music. People, no better way to figure that out than to travel. Right. When we travel, I see that shit. I'm like, all right, okay, cool. Okay, yeah.
1: No, one thing I appreciate about the brewery is that it's not, you know, it's. I mean, I know that we are, but it's not, the brewery is not like, a mexican brewery per yeah. se or it's like you know you say like a mexican restaurant or a this or that but it's not ethnocentric to no. to who you are but it comes out when you're there or if chris is buying the bar yeah. or anything like that but um i think that every race and uh, walk of life is welcome there obviously yeah and it's not like you know just because you're mexican doesn't mean like you know the business per se is mexican One of, right? we had a review
0: um somebody came in and, and
1: everybody's welcome every, yes hey, what somebody came in
0: um I forget what rag it was from city beat the readers, the tribute something, but uh, it was an interview and, and and I saw it, I read it and I was oblivious to the fact that that person had come in and she, she was writing about it and she's like, Oh, you know what? I was the only white person there and it felt awesome. You know? And, she's, and she was like, you know, it, and I didn't feel like it was an issue. Like I didn't feel like it was a thing. I just so happened to be the only white person in this brewery right now. We're, we're in Chula Vista we're South Bay we're very diverse out sure, here man yeah. you know I was often told by many brewery owners don't open in Chula Vista oh. Mexicans black minorities don't drink craft beer and I was like have you ever been to Chula Vista? Like, <laughs> do you, do you own a business in Chula Vista? Do you have any? No, I'm just letting you know the Democrats. Tell me who said that? Yeah, I'll tell no, you. I'll tell, <laughs> you. I'll tell you. And now they're. I'm telling you this. They're dying to be in Chula Vista. They're dying to open a brewery. Oh on yeah, as soon as a couple. Of businesses yeah, as soon this. as a couple of business opened and things were going on the up and up. Now they're like, hey man, can we get in? And I just kind of like, mm-hmm,
1: sure. You're like I don't know. I don't yeah. have any contacts. Yeah, in the city.
0: mcdonald's like minorities don't drink craft beer, bro. Keep it moving. So um, she was
1: saying she was saying in a good way. Yeah, in a positive way. She was, and yeah, okay. we
0: everything we've like received has been like thank you for creating an environment where everyone feels welcome. You okay, know, yeah. and, like the music reflects that. It goes from fucking Mexican music to punk rock music to yeah. like fucking sublime, whatever. Like everything. Yeah, you yeah. have to. Sorry, we're <laughs> to you. And We check all the boxes unintentionally. It's just the people who are in place, yeah. they're like, oh, Blesses is here. Oh, I guess we're listening to '80s like emotional cure Morrissey music. Oh, <laughs> fucking Albert's here. I guess we're gonna listen to some fucking hip hop, some trap music or go. whatever. Oh, Cynthia's here. We're listening to emo stuff. We're listening to that alternative. Everybody brings their own style, That's good. and it creates the atmosphere for which each, we each are. beer tender has their own playlist. Yeah, and ultimately, like our system recognizes and it. it creates its own playlist and it just starts doing everybody's music and we're like oh, cool, nice. perfect we don't even mess around with that yeah you know it's just an atmosphere it's like maybe a a, a conversation piece like oh that's a cool song I remember. you know it's we want that atmosphere to be very community-centric bro and our community yeah. is very diverse it is so it, it is. Yeah. we have all kinds of beers we have all kinds of foods you know the rice for death people came through and now it's like everything the Asian community loves it bro yeah you know because it's like we're underrepresented underrepresented like yeah is that what they're saying I mean all minorities say that you know, we all <laughs> what say <about> that me? <laughs> what about me yeah. it's like I feel like in third avenue specifically man there's everywhere everything we have for black sure. owned uh, businesses breweries we have Mexican owned breweries we have Filipino Asian American everybody is involved in the success sure. of our community
1: down that's right? good yeah and that's
0: I'm proud to be a part of it
1: yeah for sure one of the I guess I you know now that I think about it I was gonna say yeah you're one of the First or forefront forerunners to do it, but no, they were yeah. doing it in the 30s, yeah. the 40s, the 50s, and the 60s. Yeah, it so just happens the you
0: know. spotlight is on us more now than ever. You know, minority business owners. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it shouldn't be. I feel like you know we're business owners first. Yeah. Who happen to be of a minority descent? Sure. It's the know? same with
2: like
1: female fronted punk or yeah. metal. It's like, yeah,
0: it's always been. They're a lead
1: singer, <laughs> but they categorize it as oh it's a female yeah. or even when we were talking about propagandi. Mm. It's, it's a female guitarist yeah. you know it's like uh, she's a,
2: guitarist. It sucks. <laughs> she's a yeah. guitarist she's a
1: guitarist and she, it's, it's a she but you know like you, but they always say like oh it's a female f- female owned brewery, female owned business which is cool to say but at the same time it, yeah, I, I just wish it could be e- equal you know but but there's still that category of well female fronted music or yeah. female owned business or women I don't know
0: dude and along those lines I mean
1: it yeah. can't all be
0: fucking puppy dogs and ice cream Know. You know, so yeah. I mean, we've had those conversations that I've kind of overheard at the breweries like, oh man, this place is awesome this place I, I love the beer i love I love the atmosphere. It's a shame it's Mexican owned you know, like I've yeah, like we've heard that on more than one occasion Why? Right. what's the problem i I don't know oh. I mean shit I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I didn't ask them, I, Tap them on the shoulder. yeah, I you. was like, "Yo, what? what they just left, but I was like, that's obviously what we have the diverse community. It rubs certain people the wrong way. Obviously, oh, the more yeah. that you're you're growing as a brand, as a business, as a community, as a movement, you're going to raise mm-hmm. some flags sure. to people that are obviously against yeah. that. And that, <laughs> came, and that all came to fucking, you know, like ahead of this last year. So it's like, man.
1: That's true. Yeah. 2020 was rough on, rough on everybody. Let's everybody, honest, man. No yeah. matter what you Nobody believe. Nobody came or on Scar. What this. church you do or don't go to or who you vote for. It was rough on every everybody. single person. Yeah for and then it, it was it, just more obvious and it, it was more obvious but it split you in certain ways yeah you know? even bands and music like oh one member of system of a down is a flat earther or whatever like oh you know the, athletic sports like,
0: team sports players affiliations to what yeah, jersey you group, wear, what ger- like, do all of these things everything so yeah, was everything like, was under the uh, microscope
1: how so, do we how do we uh i don't know not look past it and let's stick our head in the sand but like you know, we still got kids to raise, and yeah we got you know, we got our own family to take care of, and, and at the same, and then also business, yeah. blah 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 blah. So, I don't know what's next. What's next for the brewery, or for the Elwood dive bar, or for the foundation? What's next? What's next on tap at the you know the brew brewery? House? Like
0: keep <laughs> growing the brand.
1: Yeah, you know it's become a, a, a
0: legit brand that we're all proud of being a part of. Um, we've in, in, in implemented more of an artistic uh approach to our our labels our merchandise yeah and now all of that is available man on on like all of our merch uh for a long time it was very hard for us to keep up with the merch and the demand that people wanted are you using
1: a merch company we're using a merch company yeah. so we upload all of
0: our logos all of our designs that Chicla made and we usually have those available in-house like on a like a limited edition like if you get a beer and it goes back to the music mentality well, when we release a beer a four-pack we want it to be like a uh, an album release you know like you get the beer you get the shirt and you get all of the things that come with it you know and it's a, it's an occasion it's like a in pre-covid uh bc before corona like <laughs> it, it, it would be an event like oh shit we made a beer for unwritten law cool the unwritten lager here's the shirt here's the four pack here's scott russo fucking playing in the tasting room boom success merch drop you know or like everything a, like a... all at once Oh hops on a plate Here comes Mill and They're going to do a set in the tasting Let's right? do it You know like boom 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 Dogwood Building a better beer <laughs> And there comes Josh And everybody And they put Like that's what the plan always was so always
2: collaborative to, Yeah Always I mean,
0: collaborative Collaborate, collaborate, it. collaborate Now to that's the point amazing. where our, our merch is on a collaborative basis Everything man We love it How do you know when a company's too big? Um, like When you're losing know. touch of What it is and where it came yeah. from, Okay. you know.
2: Yeah.
0: As soon as like I, 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 come in, I'm like, oh man, what the fuck happened here? I don't know. Where, where did we turn the corner that I, I feel out of? Oh, place have you already it?
1: felt something like that? No, thank oh, God. Okay. No. Oh like, man, oh. We're,
0: we're not micromanagers, but that's our baby. You know, I won't tell you how. Yeah, like yeah. I won't tell you how to how to be a beer tender. You know, we'll just let you know. Like, all right, these are the things that we value, and this is how we want to do it. Boom.
1: And just what, kind about, of set what about dive bar? What about the dive bar life? Same
0: thing, bro. I mean. Matt and myself set the parameters of what we expect, but ultimately it's the, 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 the bartender's bar, Okay, you know, and we, we, we hammer that home with them, you know, yeah. like this is your bar, represent it in the way that you feel comfortable representing it because you are here, you're working here. Yeah, you don't
1: want, and you and Matt, you, you're like, you guys don't want to do shifts yeah. here. Like, it's like,
0: when you go to Bank of America, <sighs> you know, like when we, when we were allowed to go to banks, you know, when you go to Bank of America, you don't know AP Giamatti, the owner, you don't know that guy. You know the family, the Giamatti family. You don't know those people. You know fucking Phil the the Teller. Yeah. He is Bank of Shout America. Shout out Phil. Yeah, right? He, <laughs> he is Bank of America for you. Right, right. You know? Ultimately, you know of the origin, the brand, everything, the strong, the leadership, the backbone of American finance finances. But you know Phil. Yeah. Phil cashes your check. Phil deposits money into your account. Phil has a, con- he has an overview of everything that on how your family operates, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. At the brewery, at the bar, at your business, the frontline people are those people who represent your brand. So you wanna make sure you're very careful on who you put in those positions Mm -hmm. to represent your brand and that you are all in the same boat, pedaling in the same direction towards the ultimate goal, you know, of growing the brand together. And I'm content and beyond happy with the staffs that we've assembled and put together. Mm
2: -hmm. Three years in, four years in,
0: I feel like we have the right people in the right positions doing the right thing. So I can, in essence, take a step back, not come into the tasting room and recognize that I know how it's going. Yeah. I know what's working. Yeah. You know. I can have a fucking burger in fucking Iowa, uh, McDonald's, and, and have one here. And I'll, I should expect the same kind of you product should, yeah. and I should expect the same kind of service. You should. You know? So that's kind of what I want. I don't Feat. care if you're going on a Tuesday bartender or a Friday bartender. Same service, same oh, product, should, yeah. same ambiance. Yeah. You know.
1: I love that. I love that. Let's ruffle some feathers. Oh shit! In a punk way. I'm, I'm sorry. In a punk way. Is there any like trends in food or beer or anything like that or music that you know you are not a fan of? Ah. Uh, huh. And can you sh- not to shout anyone out in the, this way? But like, you know, I know that there's been some business debacles of different businesses around town lately. But like, I don't know. Like for example, for me, I don't. I wouldn't go to a tap line and say, "Give me your best seltzer." But like, I know that was a huge thing. Yeah. You know, and I know people make them and they're good. Every once in a while, sure. But like. You know, what's something like that that, you know, a trend that maybe is coming on or is still there,
0: you know? For us, it took forever to start getting into the the the, the hazy game. Like, we didn't get into the hazy oh. game. We just saw everybody jumping in. We saw people doing it the right way. Is that still a trend? I don't, I think it's a fixture now. It's a staple. Okay. I don't, I don't think, we were at the uh, Great American Beer Festival, um, 19, yeah, 19, 2019, and one of the categories was hazy. And that category was the biggest category of all other categories with the most uh, participants and subcategories. So we were like, obviously, this, is ain't, this ain't going anywhere, <laughs> you know, so it's either we get on the train or we miss the train. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we sat down, we, we reached out to, ultimately, I, we didn't want to fuck up the product, you know, because we've had some bad ones and we've had some stellar ones. Okay. Yeah, so we just, we linked up with people who did it right.
1: Bad
0: like yeah. tasting. Yeah, like I was like, oh wow, okay, Oops. interesting. Like, yeah, what? so we reached out to people who we knew did it the right way and fucking killed it. So we sat down, tweaked out a recipe, made it, finally jumped in, and those are two of our best beers, like selling wise now. Like too hectic, um, our our hazy IPA and uh, hops on a plate.
1: Who helps you? Like a guy like Ryan Brooks. A guy like Ryan
0: Brooks. Okay. Like you know, you know, we he's I mean um, to man, say like hey we like need a Paul help. Segura we need
1: help with our hazy yeah help. like what and you we're got? very. uh
0: <laughs> work within the community both those dudes are south bay hats. oh yeah you know so they, they take pride in making sure that we're doing things right that's smart i've had talks with brooks about and fucking Sigur. Sigur is an old head he's a uh, right. no, he's yeah, og sure. here from castle the park shout out Paul, yeah Carl and he says you know what i'm proud that you guys are doing yeah. well and doing it right you're representing me it brings the name yeah you're too, representing yeah. my my town where i'm from and we're like, cool, we're just kinda of being there dumbasses and doing <laughs> shit. This is how we're just kinda of going <laughs> yeah. about our business. Yeah. Um, food and all ah, that. I love everything. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, know. Eat, I eat it all.
1: But like, you know, what pairs better with beer than like, say, like, you know, food trucks and tacos and so like, I yeah. know we can do we can do some crazy stuff, but like when it comes down to it, where the chefs want? Fucking I like you know what I a hot like? Dog, you know? I like
0: I like pan dulce mm. with like a nice uh, stout something. Dude with that, that emo brown, um,
1: with that piloncillo one you did, uh huh. Okay, yeah,
0: we've I, we've heard that that one is good. People are like, dude, in the, around holidays, I like eating your emo Brown because it's an Imperial Brown Ale. Mm-hmm. It's like nine percent, but we brew it with Ibarra chocolate, like Mexican chocolate, yeah. and uh, Oaxaca coffee beans and some other spices it's and so shit. Good. And it's good. And people pair it with tamales, bro, like the sweet kind of okay, tamales, yeah. like you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. I haven't had that. That's a good idea. For me, I like Speedway Stout, like a vanilla bean ale Smith. Myth, yeah. That for me has always been my go-to with like pan dulce, dog like nice. the Conchitas. You dip it? No, I, I, I haven't, <laughs> you know. But and I I can have that. And for me that's the pairing. I'm a simple guy when it comes to pairings. I know IPAs pair with fucking spicy food cuz it cuts through the spice yeah. and it enhances the flavor. So tacos and IPA always a go-to you know, uh, something that doesn't overwhelm a food plate, like a taco or something like that, something with spice, have a lager, because it, it'll be a compliment, it won't overwhelm yeah. what you're trying to eat, yeah. you know, so I know the bare minimums of what I like. Do they teach you, you know?
1: this in, when you go to the SDSU program? Or, like, SDSU touched did they do on a, it. Was yeah. it Dr. Bill? Like, uh, who like? was that
0: on that? I mean... You know what it was? It was Scott Blair. Scott Blair was our oh. teacher at that point. Scott so they don't me, bring in
1: a chef or anything? They didn't they just, bring in a chef, okay. no,
0: man. Maybe now, moving forward from when I was there, they did, but for us, it was like Dr. Bill, Scott Blair, um, Doctor Q. I mean, it was more focused on the business, and we okay. had Candice. Uh, Candace Moon. She is the crappy attorney. So, you want to open a brewery? You want to open a business? Yeah. And this, you had to go through that because they packaged everything for nice. you. Okay. It streamlined it. It yeah. said, "Here you go. These are the things you need to do in order to make it happen." Nice. So, thank God we went in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. Well, I guess wrapping it up. I guess you could tell me what's. Uh, you know, what are you listening to right now? What's mm-hmm. your favorite stuff? I know you said you were kind of stuck in the 97 to 05, you know, but what is it? What's, what's not the jukebox at the brewery or the, or My the old jukebox? Wood, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you listen to? Well, bro. podcast. <laughs> I,
0: li- I listen, yeah. When I'm listening to podcasts, I listen to just, you play stuff. You know what? I like Mexican music, bro. I like, okay. I like hard. I like story. I like, I like music that tells a story, okay. you know, and I've always been like a Neil Young fan you know like music like so, that so folk music yeah i like mexican, mexican music folk yeah music. mexican yeah. folk music neil young like canadian folk music with a traditional american feel to it um more than conquerors fool you're not gonna believe me and you think i'm just fucking like me oh. yeah no more than conquerors uh i love that album i love that shit that that's something it's that's amazing. been around since the early 2000s I, I'll admit it. it's a good album it's a yeah. great album it, and i can listen to it today or when I was twenty, and it hits home the same way. You okay. know how to tell a story. You know how to paint a picture. Well <laughs> I could do it in yeah.
1: in in uh, the Mexican language. You know, like
0: <laughs> hang out with us. You you'll figure it out. The whole out. record. I, <laughs> never, no, I...
1: we we, had, we made a lot of friends in Mexico, but like we never got around to making that record in, in Spanish. But
0: um... music is everything in our household. man. Music is everything. Yeah, we grew up in an era where mm-hmm. our parents. Is your wife punk rock? My wife is all things. Okay. You know, she she I introduced her to Mill and Colin and and shit like that. She introduced me into eighties type music. Okay. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there was clubs that we would go to when we were dating here in San Diego that played that, and I kind of got into it. There's clubs in TJ, like Porky's, that really highlight the 80s, Porky's. 80s, like, rock, 80s, like, yeah, indie field yeah. to do it, you know? That's what we were raised with. Porky's, yeah.
1: Tijuana, four stories of 80s laser beams and yeah, whistles and... Tacos, yeah, tequila. Tacos everywhere. Everything, and, yeah, man.
0: Crazy. Uh Crazy that kind of, I feel like ambiance can't be replicated, you know, there's a lot of people that have tried, but that's an era in itself. So you know, there's certain songs now that I'll listen to and I'll be like, oh, my abuelita used to listen to that when she was clean. My mom did that when da 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 da. So we'll listen to that. And I wifey and I are on the same page that we have to play music for these kids consistently that's, you know, like spans all of the spectrum because I want these kids to really appreciate music, you know? And I know you are cut from the same cloth. (laughs) if not so more so. You know, your kids are older and they actually play the music. But that's the atmosphere and the environment I want to create for my kids. Like, you want to learn this? And just do it. Like, grab it. Learn it. You need help? Ask us. That's what we're here for, you know? They love dancing and jumping around and shit like that. And that's... I'm happy. Yeah. These are the simple times. I know it's going to get tougher. Well, You know, I have eight, six, and a three-year-old. And they're all little boys. And I know it's going to get tougher. But right now, we're embracing that... They still like holding our hand. They still like jumping into bed with us, sneaking in, and most times there you go. watching TV with yeah, us, everything it. with us. Because I'm like, oh man, it's not always going to be like this. So let's prep them and arm them with the tools needed to keep that same mentality and, and, and mindscape like, oh, you know what? My dad taught us this. My mom is this. About? And that circles back to Emo Brown and the foundation. We just Emo brown. all
1: of that, man. What does Emo Brown even mean? Emo Brown. Break it down.
0: Emo, sad, emotional, yeah. brown, Mexican. Uh-huh emo brown the saddest mexican you know we just that's us yeah that's you know we're not it. all sad but we're emo all brown. emotional Emo brown i love it it's flows too. it's a good name yeah it's, 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 a good it's brand. an ice cream it's a fucking beer it's a clothing line it's a podcast it's a record label like we recently released all of the albums we did in, in 3p scandal under emo brown records what? so it's all going to be available on spotify in march and all of the formats wow and shit. see more more pairings you got we're, we're you redoing know? more music there's a i always wanted to do uh, weezer cover album like of six to eight songs that'll happen and call it the brown album you know yeah and redo them our favorite songs in, in punk in in, in cumbia and yeah. norteño yeah. whatever whatever the fuck we're feeling like take those songs and redo them and just call it the brown album you know and that's what i'm into now that's okay. the next step of this thing because i have apparently i have 72 hours in a day <laughs> so i want to do all that
1: shit you know he stopped time but you know
0: what the kids like it Oh yeah. So the kids will come to the studio in the brewery and do it with me and hang out with me. They just like being around what I'm doing. Daddy, are we going to the brewery today? Yeah. Daddy, are we going to the Elwood? Yeah. Daddy, are you doing the podcast?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's like oh cool. they're in come they're in. all in come in it. draw you, you heard in. it here draw you in Weezer cover album
0: the, the Brown, Brown album,
1: album. Yeah. on emo Brown records, records. emo Brown Media Group emo Brown LLC all of the things L shams <laughs> El- LLC <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> cool yeah. well what's your closing thought. What's your closing thought for the family cast? Food and music is life. Yes. You're going to kill
0: it, man. Because food and music (laughs) is life. No, what's your closing thought? (laughs) That's my closing thought. From the time that you came into the treehouse and we had that talk on the Emma Brown podcast, I was like, that's you. That's just perfect. You will kill this. This is, I feel like you've probably like tried to do it before and try to connect certain dots. But now it's like. Full steam ahead! Is the one. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Is Whatever you need, I'm on. I'm Let's behind you Just, be, I'm right there, cheering just, you I'll on. I'll do all
1: my shows from the wood here. Hell yeah. yeah! I'll put a bottle of whiskey in front of you and
0: <laughs> have at it. Set a
1: rip. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Garcia. Ready? How does this work? Two seven seven. seven, seven. Okay. Well, all right. We made it through another episode. We did it. Together. Food and music is life, yes? Thus proves to be true when you're talking to somebody like Steve Garcia of 3 Punk Ales, the Elwood, and so much more. So much more. So obviously in this episode, we talked about the Dogwood Show at Soma with Tampa Pole and Melancon. And that's something that we have talked about on the on when I've been a guest on the Emo Brown podcast. So... Frankly, I'm sick of talking about it. Um, I'm just totally kidding. That was one of my favorite shows. Excellent memories. We made great friends with both bands. Um, I kind of remember everyone who's in the crowd because it was, I don't know, almost everybody. See, it seemed like at the time, you know, to my young eyes, like, like every single person I knew was on that show because, you know, you got to see those bands when they come through. I mean, Mill and Collins' first show in San Diego. Come on. Anyways, if you have not heard of those bands, I implore you to research them I am going to play two songs for you my listeners two songs for you from one from each band Um, before I explain those songs I would just like to say don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can always get the the fresh stuff the fresh drop and I don't always have to to, uh, remind you Uh, rate review you know leave us a phone message voice message whatever you want to do and I'll you know get those and answer you and talk whatever it's cool. It's totally chill. It's not very professional. Also, uh, tell a friend. I want to get more people on the show. I want to have some more voices heard, not just mine and my friends. I want to talk to people I don't know. I want to talk to some new friends. And so, yeah, let's let's get the word out about The Family Cast. On Instagram, it's at The Family Cast. And that's basically most of the stuff that is going on now. I haven't really done a bunch of other pages. There's a Patreon page for people who want to support. That's patreon.com forward slash Family cast, pretty easy, right? Yeah. So back to the music. Uh, the song by Millencolin is on the Home from Home album. It's called Afghan. It's, it has meaningful lyrics to me, which I'm not going to get into at this moment. But uh, just check it out. It's a really uh, good mid-tempo rocker. Not not super crazy, but it's a good it's a good groove. It's a good groove. I really like that song. And then by the other guys, Ten Foot Pole. This is from the Rev album. Their debut album on epitaph was when uh, scott was their singer before he went on to do pulley with some other guys but when scott was singing in the band he was also get this he was also a major league baseball player he was a pitcher for a couple teams actually so punk rock singer pitcher for the major leagues get this that's awesome uh, so anyways the song i'm playing from temple pole is final hours I always thought Ten Foot Pole had a really cool punk rock sound. They had like different tones. Their their drummer Tony was insane, and uh, and, and just you know they have a this song in particular has a really cool ending. If you uh, the bridge to the ending, just kind of a unique, a unique style of doing a song. I just so really cool song, awesome record, and check 10 foot pole out Dennis was only on the I'm sorry Dennis was the singer after this first record so they they changed their sound a tiny bit but the band still retained its greatness so if you get a chance check out Melanchthon and 10 foot pole all right enjoy and I'll see you on the next episode ciao ciao